to Nerds of the Roundtable, a podcast on a quest for quality pop culture. I'm Jamie. I'm Dwayne. And I'm Sammy. And on this episode, we're back again for our world-famous news episode. World-famous, Jamie. Now, we have some news to start off with that probably is more pertinent to around the world than it is in the United States, as I know these movies probably make more money overseas than they do here. Yeah, I don't want to cast any aspersions toward uh, foreign audiences, but... Um, other countries love the Transformers franchise. Um, I don't quite understand it. It had a strong start. I really enjoyed the first one. And you know, the, I, th- I thought the first one was actually good. Yeah. The second one was kind of fun still. Kind of. I, I was done with it by the third one. The, yeah. The, the third one I tapped out. I could do without. You know, I, th- I think with, uh, with most of those, I think if you got rid of the humans, they've been awesome movies. <laughs> just, just give me large mechs and and I'm happy. <laughs> I, I'm still not sure. I, I, I'm I'm not um, a Michael Bay fan, which might be good news because it was announced um, over the last week or two that Michael Bay has completely withdrawn from the Transformers franchise. And so um, the that is not bad news. That is not bad news. Um, Michael Bay has made a good movie or two. Um, he's not my cup of tea. That's just a, my, it's not you know it's not my 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 preference. Um, I still love The Rock. Though. The Rock's a great movie. Uh, but um, even though Bumblebee didn't make the same kind of money the Bay movies are making, apparently they've decided that that's what the kind of movies they want to make going forward. So they're not going to do the sequels to The Last Night, um, but they are going to make sequels to Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Now, yeah. I did try to watch Last Night. That movie was a train wreck in my mind. I don't know if... And, and I really tried to watch... Uh, what was the one with, uh, with uh, Mark Wahlberg? Age of Extinction. Age of Extinction. Yeah, I tried to watch that and really couldn't get into it. But now I did. I, I really enjoyed the first one. The second one was okay, but after that, they have these movies have just really fallen off the wagon for me. Now I'll tell you something about Michael Bay. If you've got a few minutes to spare, look up the trailer for the movie Up. If it would have been done by Michael. Bay. <laughs> <laughs> that is some glorious internet right there. You know, I, I think when you look at, the, at that series, you know, I mean, I love or hate, you know, the man at least got Peter Cullen to come back and be Optimus Prime. So, yeah. so you know, the, the little childhood me to hear that voice again, no matter how bad the plots were. Yeah, but how bad did he miss it by not getting Frank Welker for Megatron? Oh, definitely. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't think those would have been roles difficult to pitch to those folks at all because I mean, as, as we see with these voice actors they really love these characters yeah I just thought it was interesting though that I mean uh, Bumblebee did good money but the Bay movies were just even if they weren't any good they made, I mean, just they made mo- hand, loads. Yeah, yes. hand over fist yeah. I, I, I thought it was interesting they went in that direction yeah, yeah they just brought in money by the bucket load but you know speaking about news that uh, you know, making money, not making money. We have a release date for a movie that's really been in question. Yeah, speaking of uh, things going in weird directions, maybe no direction at all. Uh, New Mutants got a release date again. This Fire. is what the third or fourth I release the date. Third time, yes. Again for the first time. Yeah, so it's August fourth, right? Or have I got that wrong? August second. Sure. I believe it could be fourth. Could be. It's second. not coming out in August anyway. It, it, it may not come out at all. So. <laughs> So what, what, what are the odds? Do we think this movie's ever going to air? No. You know, and, and what's so sad about that is, 
you know, the base of this movie comes from the Demon Bear Saga, which comes from, you know, New, New Mutants Volume 1, uh, issues 18 through 20, little cameo in issue 3. But, you know, the lineup is just great. I mean, you've got Maisie Williams, who's supposed to be playing Wolfsbane, uh, Charlie Heaton from from Stranger Things, who was Jonathan Byers, the older brother, is supposed to be playing Sam Guthrie, Cannonball. You know, you've got those wonderful characters there, and I just hate that we may not ever see this thing. <laughs> see, I'm wondering if Disney's going to hide it and just never release it, or if we might we might see it someday on Disney+. Plus. That's true. Um, I would or if we're just more, shuttering it all together. Yeah, I would look for it more on Disney+, Plus than I would a theatrical release, just because... And I mean, and they've made huge money with Guardians of the Galaxy, these B and C list characters from their comic books who aren't just the, the be all end all. Yeah. Well, my, just my, my fear is, though, is that because they've, what they're wanting to reboot mm-hmm. the X Men and bring them into the MCU, that they just will hide it and not even put it on Disney Plus. Like, it may just disappear, this thing. That, that's kind of what I'm afraid of, that we'll never see it. Well, I, I think part of the problem is if you look on the IMDb's site, you know, they list the actors, they list the roles they're playing, and everybody's their real name except for Magic. And, of course, they don't put Ileana Rasputin because they don't want any accusing to have collusion. <laughs> so no Russian connections in this movie. So. Great. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> Which she's she's more from Limbo than Russia by, by this point. Yes, very much so. Yeah, she spent more time in Limbo, so <laughs> her, her citizenship got moved. <laughs> now we have just recently passed um, Earth Day, and uh, I believe an interesting news was dropped. Earth Day with a character. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what you were doing with that. Nice segue. Nice I want to give this one to Sammy. I've heard some weird news about this this uh, this this item on our list here. Okay. Swamp thing. So give me what's yes. true. All right. So based upon what I'm hearing, uh, Swamp Thing was originally planned for 13 episodes. It has been cut down to 10, and a lot of that is because, and from what I'm hearing, obviously, is there were some creative differences between DC streaming, the creators. And things along these lines. So as far as I know, right now the debut date is March 31st, and that actually will coincide. That's the Friday following the last episode of Doom Patrol. So once again, they're keeping that every Friday release date for the DC streaming service for a new show. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I've liked the way they've done that. They did that with um, Young Justice Outsiders, or the Titans, then Young Justice Outsiders, then... Um, Doom Patrol and now Swamp Thing. Yeah, I really enjoy their their releasing things instead of just a a, a dump of of the entire series because yes. you can really get lost and overwhelmed in that wanting to just binge everything at one time and you can lose a lot of content that way. And speaking of stepping it back from thirteen episodes to ten, hopefully this will make it a tighter, more cohesive story. I think that was a thing that I lost with Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were there was a lot of filler in there. Show your mail. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> but um, you know they have released a full trailer now for Swamp Thing, and we, we're looking at a horror series. So um, is Heather Locklear coming back? Uh, no, no Swamp Thing <laughs> returns with Heather Locklear. No okay, Adrian. It's off my radar. No, no Adrian Barbo from the original. Um, 
right now, I mean, as far as the the main people, there uh, Virginia Madsen has been cast in it. Oh. Um, I know that um, Abby, which originally in the book was Abby Arcane, but they're already listeners. Abby Holland uh, is Crystal Reed. And I don't know a whole lot about her. She played um, Sophia Falcone on the Gotham television series is, is kind of where I know her from. Uh, and then Swamp Thing himself, as far as the, the creature side, is Derek Mears. And he was actually uh, the Jason Voorhees in the, in the 2009 remake of Friday the 13th. Uh, he was in some of the remakes of The Hills Have Eyes. So he's been in a lot of horror movies. And that's the vibe I get from the trailer. So you've got this massive faceless character. Yeah. So, you know, and, and if you go back to the original Bronze Age books by Lynn Wein and Bernie Wrightson, uh, you know, the, he doesn't talk. He has no dialogue. All, all of the is internal dialogue. He's not learned to speak yet. Uh, I think that comes along in maybe volume two where they start adding Swamp Thing as a speaking character. I, see, I didn't realize that because I thought that because Ma- Man Thing is, is the Marvel equivalent and yes. he, he doesn't speak. I Correct. thought that was the differentiation. I thought the only, really only difference was that you know Swamp Thing spoke and Man Thing didn't. Right. I didn't know that neither one of them spoke originally. <laughs> that that makes me even more you know yeah. identical basically. You know I'd read a lot of of I guess what is Volume Two, the saga of the Swamp Thing, and I hadn't read a lot of the early uh, I think 71, 1971 Bronze Age stuff, seventy one, seventy two. So on DC streaming, I've been going back and going through those, and I'm like, oh wow. I mean, I didn't realize so many of these little things. Guys, there's a character in here you're completely overlooking. We have Flash Dance herself. Jennifer Bills is in this thing. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, uh, as we were talking about casting and everything, I was thinking to myself, if only there was a way to find out this information. <laughs> so I, yes. went, I went to the source of all knowledge, and uh, the internet has not let me down. Jennifer Bills... Is, uh, is in this thing, and her character name is uh, Lucinda, Lucilla Cable. Yeah, so there's... Okay, that's yeah. interesting. And, and along with Virginia Madsen, I'm sure you're getting some, some classic actors. Uh, oh, who, who's the actor Kevin listed Durand. as... I was going to say, who's the actor listed as a Floronic man? Jason Woodrow. Podcasting at its best, right here, guys. Yes, yes. <laughs> what? What? Well, why he's figuring yeah, please, that please out? Please carry on. Uh, a, a lot of, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of tune in for awkward silences. <laughs> it's the best. Kevin, Kevin Durand. Okay. Kevin Durand, and if this is who I think it is, I'm, I'm looking up. Yes, this guy is brilliant. Yeah. Kevin I, Durand, I love him and everything I've seen him in. Uh, he is uh, Jason Woodrow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Woodrow, yeah. So they're pulling in a lot of those types of characters. Uh, and like I said, a lot of these come in from Alan Moore's take on the character, uh, which was in volume two. So, um, you know, they, any, they even any chance it. Constantine will show it? Uh, I have heard rumors Matt Ryan wants to be on hmm. this. And, you know, Matt Ryan has been DC's Constantine for a while. You know, he had his own very short lived show, which I hated to see that go under. Uh, he brought the character on over to the CW uh, and Legends of Tomorrow. So I'm really, really hoping. I would love to see Matt Ryan's Constantine show up. Because that's actually the books Constantine first appeared in. Yeah. So it was in Saga the Swamp Thing. So, so that would be interesting, I think, to go in that route. 
Very interesting. But yeah, I seen these come up on uh, on Earth Day, and it was like, you know, he's here to save the world. <laughs> and you see this green thing. <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful, beautiful. All right. But well, you know, that's not what we're here to talk about. Okay. Now I, I want to, Dwayne. Okay, you've already slammed Daredevil, so you're already on the list. Okay. <laughs> now we got to be careful. We're going to bring in some Star Wars stuff here. Control yourself. Okay. All this is mostly for Dwayne, but for all of us, guys. Time matters. Let's not go crazy. I will. I will show restraint. We we didn't. We have Mandalorian the, stuff. We, we didn't set the timer up this time. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. This this may go a bit. <laughs> But we have Mandalorian news. Yes. Yes. Um, I believe it's already been out enough, even if it's not officially released. Uh, you know, we, we, we would like to get into this trailer a little bit because there is a lot of great visuals, a lot of great uh, throwbacks here. And, um, <clears throat> you know, this show is, is just, just keeping looking better and better to me. for the first time is a live-action Star Wars series. It takes place about five years after the Return of the Jedi. This series follows a Mandalorian. This new character is a gunfighter, a bounty hunter, a citizen of the underworld on the outer reaches of the galaxy. It starts off with him just hunting down quarries, making his money. This is a character you've never met before in a period of time that you've never seen. There's just an aesthetic to the Mandalorian that is extremely powerful, mysterious. This armor that harkens to medieval knights. He's relatable. We're all kind of covered in our own armor. Here we are, day three. Start a little bit back and then move into that position. In terms of the directors, I think John chose the team really, really well. Here we go! Obviously Dave, Bryce, Deborah, Rick, and then Taika. Different voices and personalities that each of the filmmakers were bringing to the table and wanted to bring that to the world of Star Wars. Everybody's point of view is sort of involved in the story. series offers the opportunity to introduce new planets, new races and species, new starships. However, we wanted to feel completely connected and familiar. It's truly an adventure, a Star Wars adventure. It has the heart that Star Wars has always been about. 
It will feel gritty. It will feel real. But anybody could sit down in their seat and watch and enjoy. I really love the throwbacks to the OT, to the EU, and even to the holiday special. As okay. you see, his uh, his armor kind of whitewashed. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what I loved most about that trailer was watching Dwayne's face. <laughs> I know he's watched that probably a dozen times by now, and he still had his intense face on. Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, <laughs> this is my jam. And if, if you guys, uh, you know, you've heard me talk Star Wars many, many times. One of my favorite book series as uh, as an EU reader was uh, Tales of the Bounty Hunter. It talks about Boba Fett after he's belched out from the Sarlacc and all scarred up and, and putting his life back together. And through that, you get all these flashbacks of missions uh, before he really became, you know, the person you see in Episode 5. Uh Empire Strikes Back, but you know here you see uh, you know a person not Boba Fett, but yeah. in the Mandalorian arm. Yeah, and yes. and the way that that John Favreau was talking there, my, my theory, my crazy theory from the last news episode is not true. It's not the character from uh, the aftermath novels mm-hmm. who found Boba Fett's armor. It's clearly not that person. Yeah, yeah. So it's not what I was expecting. So it's completely could be anything. And this uh, uh, is reportedly taking place five years after. Return of the Jedi. Correct. So, as the galaxy is in shambles from uh, the the desolation of the Empire from uh, that battle and the New Republic seizing power, uh, consolidating power, you're having all of these underworld groups, <clears throat> and they and they speak specifically about the Bounty Hunters Guild, which was a huge deal in the EU, and I'm really glad that they're bringing that back. I've got a new crazy theory, though. Okay, let's Ooh, hear it. Share with okay. us. There's a couple times in that trailer promo, whatever that is, because it's not exactly a trailer. There's a lot of interview stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. They keep calling it the armor. The armor. Yep. The armor. Mm-hmm. They don't call it a person. They don't use it in a personal way. They just call it the armor. What if the armor's empty? And it's either like the ghost of Boba Fett <laughs> in the armor, <laughs> or the armor itself has become sentient, like some kind of mad AI. And yeah. the armor is empty. That that would be an interesting theory. <clears throat> however, the, <laughs> <laughs> however, the armor is not you know mechanized. There's no. It's it's just like a suit of armor that a knight would have. It's, it's hollow, and you see an evolution of the armor in the trailer when he starts. He's kind of white, mm-hmm. bleached out, and it looks like he's gathering some things as he goes. Really. First, he makes fun of Daredevil, <laughs> and then he rains on my parade. <laughs> I must have made him mad before the episode. Uh oh, something went on. No, it just it yeah. just hit me funny the way they were talking yeah. about it. The like, armor, think, well, and the armor really yeah. is a character of itself. You know, you don't think about the lines Jeremy Bullock or Tamara Morrison the, the armor delivered. Itself is iconic. The yeah. armor is what got everybody. I mean, he's yeah. on screen less than five minutes. He has less than fifteen or twenty words. The whole time we see him. And this whole lore and mythology has grown around him. And 
for Vader to come up to him and say, no disintegrations. And then he's talking back to Vader, who we've seen in Empire Strikes Back, just take out Imperial officer after Imperial officer for, you know, messing up. And he's talking back to Vader. And Vader's taking it. You know, so you, you've got to think this guy is something else. Yeah. But, you know, the, the Mandalorians have really, in the EU, uh, got a huge warrior uh, backstory now where there's this whole warrior culture mm-hmm. and uh, the they are not necessarily a species um, more or less than just a people group yeah uh, you don't you don't have to be a Mandalorian from the planet yeah it seems like it's as much a philosophy as it is a people as you are yes. a person who has kind of been adopted into the culture yeah, yeah. and I mean a lot of that got wiped out when Disney purchased it, but a lot of it. The, oh, there's a lot of Mando stuff in the Clone Wars. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, and the clones being taken from, uh, you know, Jango Fett, who you know, depending on who you listen to there, because sometimes it's mentioned as he's wearing the Mandalorian armor, but he's not really a Mandalorian. He kind of yeah. went against some things you, we find out in the Clone Wars um, when the planet Mandalore was trying to be pacifist. But you know, that really excites me seeing Dave Filoni. Working with John Favreau, I mean, I love those two guys. Yeah. Um, um, even even John Favreau as an actor, he am um, as as happy. Oh yeah, in Iron Man. Yeah, series. I mean, he just cracks me up. And I don't think the Iron Man movie would have been what it was if he didn't bring his levity. Agreed to it. Yeah. And you know what I really thought interesting with with Favreau is you know he had written four scripts already. Before Lucasfilm even signed on to this thing. Oh yeah, he come he to just, them and said, yeah. "Yeah, he come to them and said, here's this thing I want to make.' Yeah. Wow. And and it and it actually goes back to when he was working on Iron Man one. You know, I don't he doubt got it. to know um, Dave Filoni, who was working on the first season of Clone Wars at the same time he was mm-hmm. doing Iron Man one, and they were both at between Skywalker Sound and stuff like that, and so they got talking. About you know things you know these types of things they become really good friends. Wow. So Favreau was like, hey, like like Twain says, here's something I really want to do. So here's my thoughts, and he has four scripts already written and said. So, so it's been gestating for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And you know, I, I may have mentioned on our Clone Wars episode or, or our news episode, one or the other. You know, Filoni was not Filoni, but uh, Favreau was even the voice of uh, a character in the Clone Wars cartoon. He was Pre- Vizsla. Vizsla. Yeah, a, a, yeah, a Mandalorian. Yeah, and he was a Mandalorian there. Yeah, um, the Death Watch. Yep, correct. Wow. All right, guys. I'm sorry. I think I spoke it into existence. We went long on the Star Wars part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Star Wars. We can't it's help okay. it. But yeah. you know what? <laughs> We're going to move off of the Star Wars news, kind of. We have a little bit of relation here. This is a little incestuous. Moving on down the line, we have a great actor of the Star Wars saga portraying another character. And he'll be your friend to the end. (laughs) Well, and the thing is, it's not just... A, a connection. This is the only reason we care about this at this, all. Yeah, this is the only reason this is on our radar. Yeah. It's, it's a bit tangential. Yeah, but Mark Hamill, as we mentioned last time, is doing the voice of Chucky. But when we talked about this last time, we hadn't heard Mark Hamill do the Ch- his Chucky voice. Well, the most recent trailer has 
Luke Skywalker himself, himself. doing the Chucky Doing voice. the Chucky. Okay, guys. Do we want to listen to the whole trailer? Or should I just skip to the part with Mark Hamill? Well, let's not kid ourselves. We're just, the only reason we care at all is because of Mark Hamill doing the voice. Okay. Yeah. So let me get this set up here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if, if you don't know, the movie Child's Play is about a possessed doll, essentially. Now, and in the 80s, he was sort of like a demon possession or whatever. Yes. Now he seems sort of like an AI gone evil. Yeah, is, is this still the thing, or is this still like a satanic? Well, I, I don't watch horror movies, so I won't be watching this. But um, it seems like they've updated the premise pretty well. Yes, for uh, for this time period. So yeah. I, I it, I'm not going to watch it, but it does look a little bit interesting. I, I agree. You know, I've watched a few of the original Child's Plays. You know, during my my teen years, when you know you you tend to watch poor horror movies. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and and that that take on the old. My buddy and kid sisters, and who that trauma, you know, child's play traumatized no, many, many children. Uh, <laughs> but but now with this, like like they said with the, we guys said with this AI type of situation, you know, I think that is an interesting spin. Now speaking of watching bad horror movies, I had never really, I've never been a horror fan, never been a horror movie fan. A, a few things I've kind of grabbed onto. Not a fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street. Not a fan of the. Uh, you know, Friday the 13th, uh, things like that. But there are some few things. I really liked Pol- Poltergeist. I really liked uh, a few of the other things. I never really in Child's Play. A friend of mine kind of turned me on to the bad horror movies in a way of we would just go to the <clears throat> go to the movie rental place back in the day when that was still a thing and r- just randomly pick up three movies out of the horror section <laughs> and go home throw them in, pop some popcorn, burn some pizza, and just make fun of them. And we actually kind of found some really cool movies that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about like um, horror movies in the 80s is, I mean, some of them were so bad that they were basically comedies. Like yeah. it, it just yeah, kind of true. wrapped around and switched genres sort of midstream. Yeah. Well, you know, if you go back and watch the original Nightmare on Elm Street, I mean, it's very much, you know, equal mix of comedy and horror. And horror, yeah. Yep, I mean, there's like stuff like Leprechaun and Critters and some <laughs> yeah. of those things. I mean, there's yeah, much. Those, yeah. yeah. Talk, talk about great. a tangential Star Wars connection. But, but, let's, uh, <laughs> but let's go ahead and, uh, and hear what we've come to hear. And, and I've skipped to the section where it looks like we're coming right up on Hamill's portrayal of this evil doll. Roll em. Good night, Andy. That's all we needed. <laughs> That's all I needed. <laughs> That's all I needed. I'm done with the movie now. See, I, I, think, I think I've heard a little bit longer clip. And what I, I was nervous about maybe he would just sound like his Joker voice mm-hmm. for the Batman animated series. But he's doing a different voice there. Yes, he so is. I, I thought that was cool. That's the great thing about Hamill. He has some range. Yeah. Yeah, he really has some range. I think he's been highly underrated with that. All right, so our next item is yeah, a speaking of people one. playing yeah odd characters uh, and and also when you think about this we're going from traumatizing children with horror <laughs> to kind of a a childhood hero for many young people yeah my, Dora was big in my house 
with my kids, man. Backpack, I, I, backpack. I'm the map. I'm, I mean, all. I mean, I knew all the Dora songs. We had so many Dora toys in the house. And so when I found out that they were making a Dora, a live action, like Dora's mostly grown up Dora movie, I was like, what on earth? <laughs> and then just on a lark to harass my oldest daughter, who had a Dora <laughs> obsession when she was younger, I went and looked it up on IMDb. I was going to like show her pictures and just give her a hard time about it because she's a teenager now and she's too cool for Dora. You know? That's right. Cool. You're not even going to, she's going to pretend like that, that was never a thing. Never a thing. Um, so she's 18 and she gets a Dora tattoo <laughs> because she's trying to relive her childhood. So. But Jamie, I, can you find the treasure chest? <laughs> but then I saw the cast list. Yes. And I was kind of blown away by who's in this movie. The cast of this is really intriguing. It is. There's Michael Pena. Michael yes. Pena. Which I'm almost willing to watch it just to see, just see Michael Pena doing Michael Pena stuff. Well, I mean, there has to be a part in this movie where he says, in this one time, <laughs> let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> you know, it, 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 and if you've seen the trailer, okay, um, I don't, you know, there's this one part where he's talking to Dora and he's like, listen, when you're in the city, you know, you make him up on this big party and, and, and it's called a rave and the music's like, ooch, ooch, ooch. Uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. And I really like to take on the on the backpack. Uh, it was really neat. You see her go through the metal detector and like empty your backpack, and just just she's just pulling random stuff out. And, and things just keep coming. Yeah. And another random Star Wars connection. Jango yes. Fett is apparently the yes. bad guy. In yes, this movie. Tamara Morrison yeah. is the bad guy, and also another uh, Star Wars connection. Uh, DJ himself, Benicio del Toro, is rumored to be Swiper. Interesting. And also in every other movie. That's ever been made connection is I have heard that Danny Trejo <laughs> is Boots. <laughs> I don't. I can't believe that. I'm, I'm gonna have. I just find that so hard to imagine his voice coming out of that character. I, I mean, I don't know how much money Dora is paying. <laughs> <laughs> the script may be amazing. This is gonna be one of those wait and see guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Well, and and then you got oh, what Eva Longoria who is that's right. Mother. Yeah, Dora's mom. Desperate yeah. housewives. I mean, yeah. come so. on here. Yeah, this is gonna be something maybe to put low on the radar. Well, it's not really on my radar. I mean, I, I'll probably at some point just you know go on YouTube or IMDb and just watch the Michael Pena clips from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine actually watching this entire movie, but. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, well, like Jim Manji, I, I was really skeptical of that movie uh, with with The Rock and uh, Kevin Hart and these guys. But ha- have you seen it? I still haven't seen it. It is seen it either. such a fun ride. You guys have to see that. Well, it was uh, Karen Gillan's in that. Yes, and uh, Nebula, The uh, Rock, Jack Black, Jack Black, and yeah, it is really a fun ride. A lot better uh, than I thought, even story-wise. There's, there's a little bit of heart to it, but I mean, it is just action and adventure and hilarity from end to end. Uh, and so next, we've got a new segment. Um, we're going to do Trelawney time. Dad, what time is it? It's Trelawney time. It's Trelawney time. It's Trelawney time. It's Trelawney time. Make a prediction. Baby, don't you whine. It's Trelawney. 
All right, so we're going to be predicting Rotten Tomato scores. And hopefully our batting average is higher than Trelawney's. Um, <laughs> but on, on May the 10th, Detective Pikachu is coming out. Now, we've, we've heard Dwayne's skepticism. We know he's not excited about Detective Pikachu. Um, I've relayed my daughter's excitement, so I'm probably seeing this opening night. Yeah, they're getting more and more and more excited. Uh, now the, the trailers are building. Looking, the trailers are looking actually pretty good. What I'm seeing, and and I like the humor, and it's not Ryan Reynolds Deadpool humor, <laughs> <laughs> but you do have Ryan Reynolds comedy genius here. Yeah, yeah. I just um, want to see the Ryan Reynolds outtakes. That maybe no. sounds like Ryan Reynolds <laughs> Deadpool. <laughs> Well, I've heard horror stories about you know Muppets and animators in their free time. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's definitely yeah, going I've heard to be the Powerpuff so. Girls outtakes are the worst. The oh worst. My. I, could, I could only imagine. But you apparently, know, Bubbles says the worst thing. I was going to say Tara Strong's Bubbles. Yeah. I could definitely see that. <laughs> I, I'm going to uh, go on a limb here and make a forecast myself. I'm sure my IMDb or my Rotten Tomatoes predictions, because I have the most uh, similar glasses to Trelawney. There, so I'm I'm right there with her foresight, you know. She's, but now I, I'm going to say this is going to be around. Mm, I'm going to go sixty-seven percent. Okay, hitting it. Let me write that down. Dwayne with a sixty-seven. Okay, Sammy, you going next. Uh, me myself, I'll be quite honest. I am going at eighty-three percent. Eighty-three. Okay, and I think it's going to be a mix of those hardcore fans that are going to give it grief, and just those those young fans that are going to be drawn back into Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a surprise hit. I think this is going to be better than it has any right to possibly be. <laughs> I'm going up to an eighty-eight. Ooh. I think this is going to surprise a lot of people. There we go. Okay, so we have 67, 83, and 88. I've got them on the. I've got them, okay, I've, I so put them you, on the notes. It's in the Google. Got them on the notes. Uh-oh. We can double check. We'll, we'll check those out uh, when uh, this movie drops live for everyone. So that is some things to check out, and we hope you have enjoyed our Trilong time. All right, so next we're moving uh, to some uh, Avengers news, some Marvel Cinematic Universe news. The Hawkeye series has been confirmed. Since our last news episode, uh, I think we kind of, you know, there was some conjecture about this being a thing. It's official now. Hawkeye is happening. And uh, we don't want to do any spoilers. We've got a spoiler section coming up. We don't want to do that yet. Now, Hawkeye um, has really turned out to be a fun character. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I love the actor. Jeremy Renner is such a good actor. Yeah. Uh, he's been ill-served by the MCU. He's not been given a fair shake, I don't, I don't think. No, he's not had he's not had adequate screen, screen time. And I think his introduction in Thor 1 was really lacking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then he ends up in the Avengers mind-controlled and absolutely not allowed to act for most of that movie. You know, just had to stare blankly at the camera. But... Um, and and the sad and the really sad part is, you know, Hawkeye as a character is a great character. Yeah, oh, and yes. he's a character Killer. that had a lot of growth from, you know, the early uh, Clint Barton as as Hawkeye the the, the thief. Yeah, he was a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, moving into Hawkeye the Avenger, then you know issues with you know wanting to be bigger than everybody, you know, <laughs> feeling like he wasn't the strong Avenger, yeah. uh, and then eventually becomes leader of the West Coast Avengers. So, so he moves well into now I know the uh, the movies have portrayed him as you know kind of having a shady past with the Black Ops stuff yes. uh, more so than a, a thief and things, yeah. and 
he is one of the few people on screen, um, along with um, Falcon and Black Widow, who does not have the super strength. Correct. So he's just a killer shot with the bow, and he has to physically condition himself up to be able to compete with these. Not being super familiar with him, just kind of a passing character to me in the comics that I've read limitedly, did he have a super strength or anything in the comics, or was that always a struggle with him? No, they, they've always described him as the world's greatest archer and an Olympic-level athlete. Okay. Yes. That's, that's all he's got. So he's just a really awesomely strong person with super yeah, archery and, skills. And, and he's got some really like high-level combat training. The yes. swordsman trained him, and then he trained yeah. with Captain America. So he's right. had a lot of training, but there's nothing like superhuman about him. So they've him. kept no. him pretty consistent. Yeah. Yeah. From, I, from I believe well, that's really cool. Only time they've changed him up is when he was Goliath for a while. And he I used the that. Hank Pym kind yeah. of uh, idea to become oh. Goliath because it was this idea that he was – he started feeling he was on a team with Captain America and Thor and <laughs> and all these really heavy hitters and I you get know, insecure too. I'm just a guy with a bow yeah. and arrow guy here. <laughs> so uh I think he was Goliath for a while. Yeah he was. You're and right. so and then eventually just come back to just to be Hawkeye. Okay. Well that's really interesting. Yeah. I uh, but yeah I like what they've done with him as far as giving him a family. Yes. And keeping that separate from his superhero life, you know, because he's kind of got another interest that these other guys don't. And that's actually an interesting change from the comic books, because he's a very flawed human being yeah. in the comic books. I mean, he's got lots of women issues. He's not good at relationships. Okay. I mean, he's a very <laughs> flawed human. Wow. And so he's like, and so like in the MCU, he's like the stable, well-adjusted Avenger. <laughs> you know, happy home life. Like that right. is that is a big okay. twist. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm hoping with this series, he's in the comic books, he's gotten really famous for being a mentor to a, a young lady named Kate Bishop, who he shares the name Hawkeye with. Now, they both just go by Hawkeye. And so I'm wondering if there's kind of a passing of the torch yeah. in this series, if he's going to be training up a, a younger protege, and then we might see that happen you know, going forward. So I'd be interested to see that. Well, that would be neat, um, whether they do that, whether they kind of tackle more of his... You know, keeping his home life separate and yeah. interaction there, or if they go back even to what we've talked about with other things, kind of an, an origin story with him in the Black Ops kind of situations mm-hmm. with Black Widow. Well, they can do any of that. I mean, the, the stuff they can do with the de aging. Oh, yeah. Things they've done. They, I mean, they yeah, could do the, it. Yeah, they, they could absolutely do it. Yeah, I've heard podcasters talk about the Disney time machine. You know, they just, <laughs> they've just went back in the past and got these guys and said, you know, here's a stack of money. Do this. Don't tell anybody about it. And you'll be in a movie in thirty years. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we've um, we've 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 entered the Avengers section of the of the show now. So which is the elephant in the room? Yeah. And so we um we're recording just after the box office numbers for the opening weekend of Avengers in game have come out. Wow. And so Sammy, do you have the official number in front of you? Uh, according to the latest article, one point. To billion with a B. This is a Carl Sagan. That's right. Billion. That, <laughs> that, that or, or Dr. Evil. $1.2 billion. <laughs> so you're talking a massive amount of money. So they can buy all the sharks with laser beams they need. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's a lot of money. That's massive. That is a boatload of money. Guys, get ready for an Avengers land. Beside of Star Wars Land. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that see, I, see, I, I wonder, though, because they've said this is the last Avengers movie. Yeah. But going forward, they're going to do something differently. 
do they stick to that looking at a $1.2 billion opening weekend? Or are they in offices right now going like, hey, maybe we could do another Avengers movie. Dwayne, what is it they usually say? Disney has lied to us before. (laughs) (laughs) Disney lies. Um, And they will lie to you again. Um, It's just such a big number. I can't imagine them never doing this. Uh, Yeah, when, When you're looking at the shareholders... And they're saying, you can give me this bonus, and you're not giving me this bonus. You know, I I really look for them to continue. I won't say it's going to be an Avengers movie that we've seen uh, with Avengers 1, Age of Ultron, or, you know, Civil War, you know, which is essentially an (laughs) Avengers movie. It is an Avengers movie. And, uh, you know, uh, Infinity War and Endgame. I think what they are doing is they're going to go to an Avengers 2.0 with some different faces. They're going to probably uh, bring up the next generation. Um, I don't look for the Guardians of the Galaxy to hang around a lot um, in this. I don't look for, you know, some of the other characters we're not going to get into right now to to be uh, there. I I look for them to maybe do some more stuff with Spider-Man. I look for them to bring up Falcon and uh, you know some of these newer or to be introduced characters uh, since the uh, the Fox acquisition. I mean, you you can bring in the Fantastic Four into so much stuff. Uh, even th- their interaction with the Avengers and the- well, I, I don't want to go down too deep a rabbit hole because this is a comic book series <laughs> that I don't, I don't think sold very well. But um, I've got two words that I think this is my theory of how they're going to do a, a new Avengers movie and hopefully still make all this money. Young Avengers. No. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I didn't want to throw the name on it. Yeah, but I, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, and I I think there's um, some of some of those in the comic books they can't use or they've used different ways already. Correct. But there's some of those characters that I think we're going to see very soon. Well, you mentioned Kate Bishop. I mean, yeah. that was her first appearance was Young Avengers number one. Yeah, so. and, I, and I think they'll import Kamala Khan. Miss Marvel into I, that. I think so. I agree. Yeah, America Chavez will be in there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think we're going to start. Maybe like maybe one of those people will make an appearance in Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yeah, and then and, we'll, and then maybe Kate Bishop shows up on the Hawkeye TV show, and then three or four years from now, we're looking at the next Avengers. Movie. And I think they're going to bring in with the introduction of the scroll and what that kind of does to the universe with uh, Captain Marvel. I think they're going to start shifting some characters around, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just what they kind of do but you know talking about this movie guys this is the elephant in the room this is the big big deal harry news this week so we are going to hold on before before we go to spoilers i had okay. one last question go ahead it's not trelawney time but i've got a little bit of a forecasting question i ask you guys okay okay so the big the big big numbers are the james cameron numbers we got titanic at what 2.2 i think and then Avatar at 2.5 billion. Okay, so Endgame got 1.2 in just the opening weekend. Is there e- is there any chance that we we catch Cameron in passing? Oh yeah, you think so? I think I think we'll pass Cameron. But both? You think it'll pass Avatar or just Titanic? Uh, I think we'll pass both. I think it'll be the number one. I think it will be the number one grossing movie. I think it will be the highest dollar movie. Okay, I agree. I really do. Um, with, with the opening and with as many people I know that are like, okay, I'm going to have to go back and see this again yeah. because this is just a, a colossal movie. 
And so, I'm sure a lot of people didn't have great seats. I know Jamie was talking to me. You know, he had got there 45 minutes earlier and was in third row. Yeah, my seats were know, garbage. Looking at the <laughs> so, so, you know, you're probably highly interested to see this thing again at a better angle. Yeah, I'm going back. <laughs> and, where, and where you can kind of process some of the stuff that's happened. And what I enjoy doing, especially with these Marvel movies, is once you've seen them, and you go back and revisit them, you see all these little hints and yeah. foreshadows. And, Correct. Um, oh, that's why that's there. That was important, you know, 10 minutes ago. That little thing that that guy said, you know, or did, that was important 10 minutes ago. But they really didn't play it as important. Yeah. yeah. And and all the, the, the callbacks and stuff. I mean, it's, there's more of them that we're going to notice the more oh, times yeah. we watch it. I'm sure there are, there is stuff layered on the screen yeah. that is that is noticeable. You don't have time. Well, despite, I mean, I've, you know, talked about how much I love Marvel, especially the comic books, but I love the MCU too. I'm going to be the negative Nelly. I don't think they're catching either one of those movies. You don't, really? I really don't. Because I mean, you think about when Titanic was out, how long that was in theaters, mm-hmm. and how many teenagers went back and over and over again to make out in that dark room with that movie <laughs> on the screen. And you think about how many times people took you know, other friends who other hadn't friends seen the see. technological yeah. marvel that was Avatar and kept going back, and that thing stayed mm-hmm. in theaters for so long. Yeah. I just think the way movies are released now has changed. I mean, <clears throat> Titanic was in theaters for what? Almost... 18 months? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, this thing's going to be streaming in three or four months. Well, well and imagine. So it's just it, not going to have the same runtime. And and do you think it's going to be? I was going to say, everybody already knew the end of Titanic, and they still went and saw it. <laughs> I mean, there, there was no – I mean, spoilers everywhere, right? The yeah. boat sinks. But they but still now went and saw with it. The, with the Disney service and the things that's happened, do you think this is going to be streaming in a few months? Because I, we're still waiting. I mean, you think it's going to hit Netflix? contract's not over. Yeah. That, you think it's still going to hit Netflix? Well, they still have their contract. The, mm-hmm. there's still, like I think the next couple of Star Wars movies will hit Netflix first, and I think the next couple of Marvel movies will still hit Netflix first. Really? The contract's not up yet. So I'd say about three or four months, it's going to be on Netflix. It's going to be on blue on Blu-ray. I don't know. I, see. I don't think it's going to. It's not have the same kind of life in the theaters. I think older movies did. I really think some folks are going to probably see it across multiple formats. You know, I'm not sure. Was this was this released in 3D? Yes. Okay. 3D so, and 3D. So I'm sure some folks are probably going to catch it in yeah. 3D. I'm sure you know everybody that saw it in 3D is going to want to see it in 2D. And like you said, I'm sure you know that people are going to want to catch it. You know, with a better seat, with a better angle. You know, once the big crowd you know eases out, but but I really wouldn't be surprised if this thing didn't pass three and a half. I don't, I'm 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 honest to goodness. I'm I'm the complete opposite end of the spectrum. With all of the hype they're pouring on this thing, I'm not sure we hit two billion. Really? I, I, I think I think that the, a you lot think of, it's going to die off that fast. I I mean I don't want to be like I said the negative Nelly, but I'm I'm going to be. I mean I, I think that a lot of people are going to watch this one time and then hit it on Netflix. And so I think a lot of people who are going to see this movie saw it already and saw the 1.2 billion. Now now let me ask you this: Do you think the time limit on the movie is what affects that? Well, I think it is primarily. It's going to be like, yeah. I mean, that 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 is a long time in a seat. Yeah. Yeah. That well, is a long time in a seat. And so it's and so that limits how many showings you can show. Mm-hmm. If it's a two-hour movie, you can get maybe an extra time or two in the theaters, you know, per day. Um, but I think not. Yeah, so you're going to get fewer showings per day, and it's going to be on Netflix in three months. Yeah. I look for us to have another surge with this movie in a couple of weeks when people actually. Because I know right now a lot of people are kind of avoiding the spoiler stuff. Yeah. Um, so I look for when everybody starts opening up about the spoilers, I look for a lot more people to hit back and say, 
well, I wonder if, you know, did I miss this? Did I miss that? You know, I look for it uh, to get another surge in the oh, theater myself. We'll see. I'll be I'll, I'd be more than happy for it to do that. I mean, it would thrill me. As a Marvel fan, I would love that. I just, I don't, I don't. Just, I don't. don't I don't see it. I, too. But I don't think it's an Avengers thing. I just think that because of the way movies release schedules have changed, I don't think those movies are ever getting caught by anything. Yeah. I think Avatar and Titanic are going to be number one and two forever. <laughs> I don't. I can't imagine a scenario where that changes. And it will continue to be a sad world that we live in. Yeah, I would love for something to pass those. Almost anything, especially Avatar. I really enjoyed Avatar for the beauty and the technology that it's shown but when I really watched that thing to find the story in it I was like wow this is not cool (laughs) (laughs) I think it's okay it's not an amazing movie it is primarily a visual spectacle but it's okay it's It's okay okay. yeah I can go with okay alright so now we're gonna play our little spoiler sounder thing spoilers 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 so now we're going to do some Avengers spoiler reaction. And this is another one of uh, the things Dwayne has warned us about. Uh, he made a big deal about it on the last episode. Disney lies. Disney lies. So now that we've seen Avengers... I walked out of the movie thinking, yeah, Dwayne's right. <laughs> Disney lies. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me say that. Everybody be quiet. <laughs> say that again with no noise. I need to get a clip of that. Okay. Maybe the last time I'm ever going to say this, Dwayne was right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because like, I mean, like, this is full spoilers. So we know Black Widow died. They announced a Black Widow movie. I think they lied to us. <laughs> <laughs> and and news has come out that Scarlett Johansson is the reason. Like she doesn't want to do this anymore. She's yeah. stepping away. Correct. It's her her decision. Well, you know, I can see. So an, they lied. I, well, I can see an actor and actress, you know, kind of getting fed up playing the same role. And it's been a decade. Over and over. It's yes. been yeah, these guys have been yeah. Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, Thor. I mean, a long time. And these are physically demanding movies to prepare for. <laughs> yes. Oh, very much so. It's not just inhabiting the, the headspace. I mean, it's physically demanding. I think it's a lot of the reasons Chris Evans stepped away. It's, it's, yeah. it's hard to be Captain America. It's hard America. to be. I mean, I mean, he is cut. <laughs> yeah. And he is built, you know. And, yeah, it's really tough to do that. But, uh, you know, and you want to expand your acting chops. You don't want to be pigeonholed. Oh, he's the superhero guy. And this is Chris Evans who has been, you know, like four superhero characters yeah. in, in various movies. I mean, you're looking at Scott Pilgrim. You look at the, you know, fan, the, the Fantastic Four. Yeah. yeah. Captain America. You know, I'm sure there's another one there that I'm missing, but you know, he's just a, you know, and, and he's a good actor. Yeah. I've, I've seen him in multiple yeah, things. Really, really doing some great acting chops. Yeah, but I, I don't imagine we're going to see that Black Widow movie. No. I think Disney lied to us. Now, if they wanted to go back and do a movie about the Red Room, I'd sign up for that. Yeah, that would be And cool. they kind of teased it in Ultron. True. But could she play that role? I don't know. Now, see, I think that was what Jennifer Lawrence was kind of hinting at with the, with the Red Sparrow movie. This, the super spot thing. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, well, back to Dwayne being right and Disney lying to us. WandaVision. Is that a thing, or did they lie to us? Because I saw I was there for three hours in one minute. Um, Vision, 
stay dead. Yes. Yeah. It's either going to be easiest, easiest job Paul Bettany's ever had. He's just going to be dead for 13 episodes. I would Or really, it's not real. I would really love to see a show of them on the run um, after the, the Civil War, uh, where they're in hiding, you know, where we find them in um, Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see a show of them on the run. See, I don't, I, but I don't, I don't think there's going to be a lot of flashback movies. I think Captain Marvel no. was kind of a one-off. Right. Um, so, are, is it going to be 13 episodes of Wanda using weird magic to bring him back, <laughs> or did they, or did Disney lie to us? Disney. I'm thinking. <laughs> I really think they're going to start uh, exploring the holes in the stories. Hmm. Uh, I, that's where I think they're going with a lot of these series. I think they're going to start exploring the holes here. You know, one envision on the run, uh, black widow in training or as a, you know, black ops agent, possibly along with Hawkeye. And, you know, and that could be a role that Scarlett Johansson could step away from, especially if they show uh, her in training, actress. recast a younger actress yeah. um, <clears throat> to really make that happen. Okay. Now, Sammy, I know on the last episode, you you had a lot to say about the Loki show. Yes. Okay. So, my, so the question, I'm not flipping it to you now. Was Dwayne right? Did we get lied to about the Loki show? You know, what I'm wondering, <laughs> th- th- this is, you know, coming coming fresh off the, of Endgame, um, I think Endgame made it possible for Loki to have a show. I think that they purposely set up what they set up in that movie to make sure Loki wasn't dead. And that way Loki could come back. Yeah, there's some, I, I think you're right. I think there's some wiggle room there. Yeah, there's going to have to be something with Loki. He is too much of a beloved character. Um, and if they can throw enough money at Tom Hiddleston to keep him coming back. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, um, I mean, because there's like, in the same way they brought Gamora back from a different time period. Right. I think they may do the same thing with Loki. But... So like, so we were talking before. I I'll, I I'll still be a little bit disappointed because I liked the character development that Loki had. Right. That he had kind of made a turn. Like he's still shady because he's the god of mischief. Right. But That's... he had kind of made a turn. I mean, when you're the god of mischief, there's a lot that goes into that. <laughs> but I but I liked he had the more of a, a I guess had some better notions of how to approach you know being a sentient being. <laughs> um, and so I, I think we're gonna turn that back. I think we're we're, get, we're getting a Loki from before a lot of that character development. So I'm a little sad about that because I, I like what they had done with Loki. But I don't I don't know. If, I mean, can, do you really could they carry a show off with evil Loki and not have anything redeeming about him? To me, that's you know you want to see that like you said the growth in the character that we yeah. saw in the movies. I don't think they want to lose that momentum. I yeah. think they want. You know the the main star of the show to be likable to the audience, and we could see some different turns, some different developments with him. You know, and he could still wind up being a, a you know a kind of a decent guy. You know, uh, still having some serious issues. Yeah, he's though. always going to be shady. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he's adopted. That's right. <laughs> he's adopted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. But you know that um, 
But let's not swell Dwayne's head too much, though. Let's yeah. let it. Let's let you know Dwayne being right. We're gonna let that rest for a while. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna bask in this for as long as I can. <laughs> but this you know, clip will be replayed. This, numerous this yeah, movie I, I, really. I, I knew he was gonna do that. When he had me to say it again, I knew what was happening. <laughs> but when we get the MP3, it's just gonna be a a repeat <laughs> of Dwayne was right. Dwayne was right. Dwayne no, was right. You guys will be getting an email soon with that as a ringtone file. <laughs> And a picture of me smiling. <laughs> <laughs> that meme's going viral. Yeah, but I, I, I do think he called As will my one. wife before she moves me to the garage. <laughs> <laughs> Disney did lie to me. I, Disney I think we, we, we put, we've got three things down there, and at least one of those. Yeah. Maybe two, possibly all three, were oh. the lies that Disney told to our faces. Yeah. We shall see. And you know... They're going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to say what they think you want to hear to get your butt in the seat. Well, and in their in their defense, they were sitting up in game, and they were they were not trying to you know create any kind of expectation. And how much of our money have we given them? How much of my money have I given them? Exactly. So yeah. we, we we've all fallen for it, and we've all you know we all continue to go to the, that well, you know, and you know they've they've developed some good characters. They've developed some really interesting characters that. In the past, a lot of these comic book movies have really failed to deliver us a more than a two-dimensional character. Yeah. You know, you're either good or you're bad. You know, you're a hero or a bad guy. You're happy or you're sad. You know, and, these guys really have a range. And there were movies you couldn't take seriously. And they, and, they, and the, the, the directors and the actors couldn't take what they were doing seriously. And the MCU changed that. And it really showed, yeah. Yes. And and they'd done that in a way, unlike DC, I hate to keep ragging on DC here, but in a way that has been enjoyable and not so gray and heavy weighted, you know, which I think, I mean, this is way off topic and we probably need to end the episode. Um, but I think it really started with X-Men. The X-Men movie was when that first started changing. Yeah. Where we could take, you could take it seriously. No matter what, it wasn't a joke. Yeah. No matter what you can say for Brian Singer as a person, he made that, the first, especially the first two, yeah. which which I yeah. believe it was the only two he was involved in at that point. Yeah, X Men movies because yeah he stepped away to do Superman Returns, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, um, really believable, really character, you know, and he made such great decisions, you know, putting, you know, Patrick Stewart, Hugh Jackman, Halle Berry, you know. <laughs> Famke Jansen, you know, uh, Jean Grey in these roles. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the face there with Halle Berry. Yeah, that wasn't Hall- Halle Berry's best. That uh, was not her <laughs> best performance. She's got a pretty good batting average, though. Yeah, she, I mean, she's that wasn't, better. You that know, wasn't that and Catwoman is probably some of her lows. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, I don't think they gave the character enough yeah. to do. And Storm is such a strong x-men i mean she is essentially the leader of you know her and her and cyclops and cyclops and this those were portrayed really young but anyway we do need to end this episode guys or it's went a little long we had a lot to discuss but we hope you've enjoyed it and we hope you keep listening uh, to future episodes of our news and our discussion and review episodes and if uh, you want us to cover a news item that we're not getting to um probably Probably because we hate horror movies. Except for Sammy, <laughs> we're still getting used to Sammy's taste in horror movies. We've we've had a no horror, you know, you know, mantra here for a while now. So we're still getting used to having a horror fan in the room. <laughs> well, Sammy's bringing some diversity with Star Trek, DC, and yeah. horror. Yeah. yeah. So and so, um, 
So what we so, but, but if you if there's an item you'd like for us to cover, you can post that on our Facebook page. Um, it just goes about nerds at the round table. Um, we've also got the email address uh, roundtablenerds at gmail.com. You, you send us a news item you'd like for us to cover, and we'll do it. Thanks for listening. Dwayne was right. <laughs>